everyone, it's Alan Schimmel, DevOps.com, DevOps Chat. And in this episode of The Chat, we're joined by Tracy Reagan, CEO, OpenMake Software. Tracy, welcome to DevOps Chat. Thank you, Alan. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's my pleasure. Okay. So, Trace, the last time I think you and I caught up, we were over at Jenkins World out in San Francisco a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, that was quite a, a, an event. And it really kind of spoke to how how big the CD space is becoming, you know, the CD market and, and the kinds of companies that are utilizing, you know, different CD solutions. Of course, OpenMake, you know, plays in that in that market arena, Tracy. But for those of our uh, listeners who maybe aren't familiar with with OpenMake, can you give us a little background? Absolutely. So uh, OpenMake Software has been playing in this continuous delivery space long before it was in fashion. Uh, we, Our initial product, our Meister product, was created about 20 years ago, and it was created to accelerate the process of compiling code once it was checked into a version control tool. So you check in and you build. We were doing that close to 20 years ago. Now, we were just doing builds off of a trigger. We weren't doing continuous integration. What we were doing was the hardcore build automation. And what I mean by that, the uh, automatic generation of, of the compile and link scripts, the acceleration of the compile process, and the dependency management so you could do just-in-time builds uh, to speed up the process of moving code forward. Uh, so we were really early on in understanding the need for faster delivery of code and the ability to create what we call a release candidate at any point in what used to be called the life cycle and now what we're calling the pipeline. So this is an area that uh, we have, have heavy expertise in and a lot of heart for. Absolutely. You know, Tracy, one of the things that I always find interesting and somewhat sad is that uh, when we talk CD, right, some people, I, I think most people still refer to um, continuous delivery, but others, you know, talk about continuous deployment. And then, unfortunately, I think there's a, you know, a, uh, a Venn diagram kind of subset that think that somehow continuous delivery and continuous deployment are one and the same. And yes. Why don't we start with destroying that myth, right? What's the difference? Is there a difference? I think there is between, you know, continuous delivery, continuous deployment. So if we look at the continuous integration process, and I think that's where we have to start to understand continuous delivery. And then, of course, continuous build and continuous test and continuous deployment underneath that. So continuous integration um, itself, I, I don't want to uh, say it doesn't do anything, but in itself, it's an orchestrator. It itself doesn't compile code, it doesn't test code, and it doesn't deploy code. What does those steps are the uh, unsung heroes who oftentimes write scripts or automation tools that sit underneath that process? Continuous delivery is the ability to have a release candidate ready to go at any point in time across what's now called the pipeline. 
So if you have a continuous integration process at the dev state, you might also have one at a test state. Now, this sounds very waterfall, which is why I don't like to describe it this way. But in essence, what you're doing is saying the development teams are ready and they have a release candidate they want to push off to testing. Testing should automatically test it and then push it off to production. Now, what's what's core? What's the lowest common denominator between those uh, those simple three states is the ability to get it out to end targets so you can actually run a test at dev or run a test at test or execute it at prod. That's what continuous deployment does. Uh, I prefer to call it continuous deployment. We often hear it referred to as application release automation or ARA. Um, and that sometimes feels a little heavy and waterfall-like, but in essence, those, that's what those tools are doing. Is they're doing continuous deployment in the same way as test automation tools does continuous test. And in the same way, um, you could say Maven or uh, a product like our Meister is doing continuous build, all driven through a CI, CD uh, workflow. Excellent, excellent. And, you know, you hit on something else there, ARA. And that, again, we, we, we've seen several vendors kind of stake you know, put a flag in the ground around around ARA. So now that we've got some basic definitions, Don Trace, let's talk about how do we how do we move right? In this case, it's almost shifting right, right? How do we move rightwards down this deployment uh, delivery deployment? You know, management conundrum. Uh, you know, timeline. And so I, I think I think what we have to do is we have to talk about DevOps, right? So we have this other big, uh, dev, a big term that's being thrown around, and that's DevOps. Everybody I speak to has a different opinion of what DevOps is. So I'll just share with you mine. DevOps is the process in which the development teams start taking more, taking over more of the operational tasks, and the operation teams role is mainly one of uh, auditing or or um, having some level of control. My guess is that as DevOps is pushed left, so developers are doing more of the work, we're going to see operation teams become smaller. And that's really, in. if you really look at what companies are doing, they have large operation teams because they're doing their own thing when it comes to doing software releases. They're not part of the CI/CD process in many of these cases, but in reality, what happens is that the developers are the ones who have to do the handholding at production. So, the more we can give developers to uh, declare their their definitions around their their software deployments, what their environment looks like, the easier it becomes for the data centers to become leaner, and that's really what what agile DevOps is all about is getting in the, in the hands of the developers tools that can automate these operational tasks to a point that the testing teams and the production teams can consume them and have some transparency and some level of control around them. Got it. So that's what these, that's what continuous deployment application release automation is, is achieving is that ability for developers to get to dig in at the dev level, not with scripts because scripts can't adapt across the, the, the pipeline, but to do that in a model driven way that can adapt across the pipeline so that the work, all the declarations are done down at dev and the users of that are testing in production. 
even down to a configuration change if need be at a Cisco router level. We're talking low-level de definitions. Sure, sure. So, you know, Tracy, it's funny. You guys over at OpenMake have been involved in this space, as you said, 20 years, right? Way before we start using throwing around the terms DevOps and continuous this and continuous that. And and kind of living in the DevOps bubble, if you will, we think, oh, everyone's doing this kind of stuff, and this is the way it should be done, and this is the way it is being done. But really, when you look at it, and you, you probably have a better view than most, Tracy, how far along are we on market adoption around this, you know, more, I, I think it's a more holistic approach to DevOps and continuous delivery and deployment as, as well as ARA? That's a hard one to answer. I can, I can give you my best guess and give you some numbers I hear from the analyst. Um, if we talk about ARA, uh, the analysts tell us about 20% of the companies have adopted ARA. Now, but that being said, when I hear yeah? Yeah, I was going to say that sounds high to me. It does, but let me tell you why it sounds high. It sounds high because when companies adopt an ARA solution, they're often talking about a legacy product that somebody on the operation side of the house decided to purchase. And oftentimes they're legacy because they have uh, the requirement of in-target agents. So the decision to put an agent on every single production endpoint, including cloud, or even define them to a microservice has to be done way right. That doesn't mean that we're doing continuous deployment. It means that oper the operation side of the house decided on a tool that may or may not be adopted by the left side of the house. Where, uh, you know, I, I, when I talk to companies, most of them will talk about uh, that they have, they're adopting DevOps. But if you ask them if they're able to solve a build in less than 10, min 10 minutes or if production can repeat the deployment um, that developers defined, the answer will be no. So it, the reason why it's hard to, to answer that question to get clear uh, metrics on it is because everybody's definition of what that is is so drastically different. Yeah. In my mind, they, I, I've only met a few companies um, that have really established a real agile DevOps practice, and it's not for the entire organization. It's for a few teams. Uh, so we're 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 babies when it comes to this. I I believe we have a long way to go to really understand how to make that that shift left, so that this agile concept of where testing and production are not separate states in the lifecycle and separate separate silos, but part of a, a circular process that is included everybody on the same team. So. Waterfalls still persist, and to be quite honest, in continuous integration, if you look at what drives the CI process, we are still using the same waterfall scripts that we did, ten, you know, five or ten years ago, depending on how far you are in CI. Um, much of this stuff they consider it automated because a script executes it, but that's not automation. Um, it's automation in the waterfall world, but it's not automation in an agile DevOps uh, practice. Yeah, these steps really have to truly be automated um, so that 
it's transparent, there's reporting, there's there's clean metrics, there's a continuous feedback loop, because that's the best way to go fast. The best way to go fast in anything you do is control, right? The more control, the more speed. The problem with control on the ARA side is it costs too darn much, uh, which is why we decided to do an open source solution. It's like developers, in order to achieve this, in order to really achieve this and really move as fast as possible and, and increase these release cycles, you have to have developers being able to get their hands on a product that will do the deployments without having to babysit a script for every state in the life cycle. Agreed. So we have a ways to go. I, I, I agree 100%. But I'm going to tell you, you know, and this again, it's not my original thought, but it's something I've heard and I, I've fully agree with, and that is, I don't think it's the the mission of DevOps or CD or ARA, you know, that we're going to totally eliminate waterfall. I think there are, there are, you know, situations where, where waterfall, excuse me, where waterfall may in fact be the right, the right um, solution mm -hmm. to the problem. I think there are, Excuse me, Tracy. I think there are other areas where some sort of combination of waterfall and agile, waterfall and DevOps, you know, some continuous kind of stuff. You know, it's like that, you know, General MacArthur said old soldiers never, never die. They just fade away or something like that. I think old development styles and techniques never die either. Um, so I, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily believe in throwing out the baby with the bathwater. What, what do you think about that? I think technology will change that. Um, when you're talking about monolithic applications that have been around for a while and they have some, some sort of a, a cadence that they've been going through where they have developers, you know, developing and testers testing and production teams managing the production um, uh, releases, it, you're probably right. It's going to be some sort of a water scrum fall or it's what, it, what we're calling bimodal approach. But with the introduction of microservices, that is going to change the way, the, if, if it's not a monolithic application, as we move into microservices, the even though it solves, microservice solves some problems, it's going to complicate the landscape of the production environment, which means that the need to have these production operation types and these testing types working hand in hand on the development team will be critical. So as we see microservices become more prevalent, we're going to see waterfall slowly die. Okay. Uh, it, it's just it's just the nature of microservices. It it, be, it now it becomes microservices be, becomes code as well. Everything has become code, which means that the production teams are are not going to be able to track and manage that level of uh, detail uh, in the production environment. It's going to be go beyond just a a collection of a, of 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 DLLs or a Word jar file that's going out to an end location. Uh, it's going to complicate matters, and it's going to change the way we we. It's going to change waterfall drastically. Yep, and I, so it's going to change it drastically, and maybe it does evolve, if you will. But I think that that's what technology is. I, I think you know one of the things I've learned over too long being in this business is 
we don't see revolutions as much as we see evolutions. And then when we look back over a five, seven, ten year span, it's a, it seems like, oh, my God, that was revolutionary. But from the day to day, it, it, it's, it's rather evolutionary. I would agree. Um, when it comes to, you know, we have, if you look at the macro and the micro, when it comes to the micro level, we have changed, um, you know, software developed for a bank doesn't evolve anymore. It's revolutionized. And that is due to Agile. Um, right. What happens is, is that if a, in some of these enterprises, the fear of doing frequent releases uh, has slowed down the adoption of lean practices at develop at the production state. That we have to fix because there should be a revolution. Um, if a, if if an end user needs a fix, it needs to get out there. It shouldn't evolve over a six month period. Now, if we look at the macro, we take a, a you know we we soar up a, a you know a few miles up. When it comes to major shifts in the way the community at large does business, it is an evolution. Uh, everybody, I mean, I was at the Gartner Data Center show last December and very few of those enterprises had even completed the adoption of cloud. They still had big, you know, warehouses of servers. So you're right, um, from the perspective of, I would say the, the data center adoption, it does evolve. Uh, but at a at a micro level, I think that we see a revolution in the way soft developers want to develop software, and are driving software, and that's where the microservices is going to change a lot of how we do things. And I think as more developers push for that, uh, I think it's going to happen faster than we think. I I don't I so that along with the evolution versus revolution thing. I think the speed of, you know, this, the Internet's time speed warps, you know, uh, the, the world we live in. It just, I mean, it, it's crazy. So it's uh, no doubt about that one. Tracy, we're actually, I didn't realize, we're, we're kind of over our time, but it's okay. Uh, these things often run over. Let me, let me just quickly bring it back to OpenMake. What are you guys, anything new? announcements, feature-wise, or what's happening over there that you may want to share with our audience? Well, we have uh, our Deploy Hub product uh, that there it, you can uh, you can become part of the, uh, the open source community and, and participate in freely available continuous deployment at deployhub.org. Uh, we are also, uh, we'll be getting a press release out very shortly here regarding a SaaS version of our continuous deployment solution. Uh, which it will be both the open source, a supported version of the open source, as well as the pro version, which includes release management capabilities, all from a SaaS model, so you don't have to download anything. We can do that because we're agentless. It uh, makes it really easy to support people in a, in a cloud model. Excellent. Tracy Reagan, CEO of Open, OpenMake Software. Thanks for being our guest on DevOps Chat. Uh, hope to have you on soon, have you on again soon, and uh, you can keep us posted. Okay. Thank you, Alan. Thank you. This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com and DevOps Chat. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you soon on the next chat. <laughs>